Alright, happy Friday to everyone out there, and welcome back to another Locked on Syracuse, your only place for daily Orange podcasts out there. Wherever you get your podcasts, feel free to download, rate, subscribe, comment, review, however you want to phrase it. We appreciate all the feedback. We appreciate anyone who wants to reach out to us on Twitter. It's at LO underscore Syracuse, and going to talk about Someone who reached out to us on Twitter, Cuse Nation, as you called it yesterday with tons of ends, Ty, at the mm-hmm. end. It's at Cuse underscore content on Twitter. Gave us a, sort of a fun idea. He had a post that he tagged us in. Basically, the likelihood of all the targets, essentially all of them, of the 2021 and 2022 Syracuse basketball recruiting targets. So guys, we've talked about on this podcast, but he put literal percentages next to their name on the chances that they come to Syracuse and how likely they are and rank them in the class, which is obviously pure speculation. I'll go ahead and get that out of the way now that you and I don't have any real inside info or else we'd probably share that if we did. But this is still a fun game to play and I think a fun way to kind of look at the next couple classes, which have a lot of hype. You've already got Benny and Dior locked up, your two top targets in each of those cycles. And now you've got a lot of really good targets on board. And I think everyone's wondering who could be next. How do we feel about the chances? So props to Cuse Nation. I think this is going to be fun today. So there's so much to unpack with this. And I think that when you look at all of these guys that he listed out, there's I think this was pretty well done for the most part. I, I do have some some discrepancies with some, but but we can get to those once we start to get into it. Right. Okay, so, and then we'll do the Twitter game Tuesday at the end and kind of recap that. So, let's start out. 2021, we'll go in chronological order. He ranked six guys in the 2021 class. I'll just give you his percentages, and then maybe we could dive into what our specific percentages and our biggest disagreements or agreements would be. So he's got Samson Johnson, one of the big guys, listed as the most likely guy. 50% chance, he says, that he's coming to Cuse in 2021. Mac Etienne's number two, another big guy, right below him at 45%. Ashton Smith, another big guy, a little bit slender, but 30% is number three. Arthur Kaluma, who's one of those highly, highly ranked guys in this 2021 class, 30% is tied for that same mark with Ashton Smith tied for third for most likely in 2021. And then he's got John Camden and Frank Capang at 15% as the last two at the end there. So right off the bat, let me just say, I think in general, his rankings are maybe a little bit higher percentage than I would give for some of these guys. And I think that's going to be true for 2022 as well. I I like to give high percentages because I'm, ultimately pretty optimistic about these things being more of a Syracuse homer I guess you could say but it's it's tough to really gauge and go over 50 percent in a lot of instances I feel like I I was thinking the same thing I yeah yeah, I I think it's kind of tough to go over 40 percent on all of these because at the end of the day when you factor in that most of these battles entitle at least three schools so there you're breaking it down to 33%. Now, do you want to go a little bit above or a little bit below that based on how likely or how much you think a player like Syracuse? Sure, be my guess. But I, I'll, I'll give a lot of pause going over 40%. If you hear me go over 40%, that means I really do think it's likely that this person is coming to Syracuse. Yeah, okay. So 
In terms of the last two guys he had there at 15%, John Camden, Frank Capang, I will say, John Camden, there are six crystal balls, six for six, 100%, that he is Virginia Tech right now. Yeah, I also don't think... Yeah, Jan- yeah, John Camden, I would probably put at a 0% coming to Syracuse just because of the fact that there is an overload at wing. You already have one wing yeah. in this class as well with Benny Williams coming. Then you know you're going to have to deal with Alan Griffin for playing time. And then it seems like wing has been the heavy recruiting spot for the class of 2022. And John Camden probably isn't a one-and-done guy. So, I yeah, I'm going 0% on John Camden. Yeah, I put it at 5%, but it's basically zero in my book, especially with the crystal ball stuff. And then Frank has five crystal balls, five for five, to Texas A&M. So I think I would be basically appalled, shocked, whatever, if either of those guys came to Syracuse in the 2021 class. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Frank Capang, I'm not going to rule it out, but I'm probably going like 5%. Okay, so how do you disagree or agree with the top four then because you got ashton smith johnson etn and arthur kaluma then are kind of the four that we think could be coming to syracuse all right so when you look at those four names i i first look at fit and need so let's start with let's start with samson johnson okay so he's got the warm designation next to his name on 24-7 sports in terms Good of time. Syracuse. However, that's only because he put together, what was it, like a top six list, and yeah. Syracuse was a part of it. So that's just how 24-7 functions in that regard. So Samson Johnson at Power Forward, I think it's possible. I would probably put it at like 20%. For a guy like yeah. Samson Johnson, not 50% in this case. So I think a guy like Ashton Smith is probably more likely to come to Syracuse because of the fact that he is someone who we've seen late in cycles where Syracuse will get a guy like Ashton Smith, who isn't the highest rated guy. I mean, you think of, especially at the power forward position, when you've got a guy like Robert Braswell. And also you've got a guy like um, Marek Dolzhai. Those are guys who have come late in the class, and they haven't been the highest-rated guys, but that's kind of what I see out of Ashton Smith. Yeah, I agree with you on Ashton Smith. I put him as the most likely 2021 recruit on my list here. I had him like 40%, and that's about as high as I was going to go. Now, some people might be like, that'd be kind of a bummer if, it's like just Ashton Smith, but because he obviously doesn't have as high of a rankings as Mac Etienne, Johnson, or Columbo, which is the other three guys we're kind of considering now. Right. I, I think Ashton Smith, like you said, is kind of one of those guys that rounds out the class and based on the other competition and the offer sheet that he has, it feels like Syracuse could win out there. When you compare it to Columbo and Etienne, and even Johnson to an extent, but especially Kaluma ETN. I mean, they got they're getting Kansas and all these big time schools. It seems like every day I go on Twitter and Arthur Kaluma has another offer or another, you know, something written about him that says top thirty recruit and he's only rising. So I'm a little worried about the chances of those two guys. And then ETN, it's more of a need, so I'd probably put that right around twenty five percent like Johnson. Could kind of go either way there. And then Kaluma, I just, 
I don't know if there's a whole lot of appeal for him to come to Syracuse when he could go basically anywhere in the country. And like you said, Benny Williams is already in this class. Yeah, I think the the important name here of this list is Mac Etienne. Where does he stack up in this entire layout of this class of 2021? As I've said, I think you push all your chips to the center for a guy like Mac Etienne. So we'll see what happens there. I think... Sure, there's a lot of bodies, but I think there's a lot of passable bodies, if you you know what I'm saying. I think that there's a lot of guys who, even though they're on the roster, I mean, you've even heard Jim Beheim say Donovan Klingon could come in right now and be the starting center. I think he probably believes something similar in that regard for Mac Etienne as well, and I don't know if the Klingon comment is more of a endorsement of Klingon or a non-endorsement of the current crop of centers. <laughs> yeah. But I think you have to take a little bit of both with the comments. So I don't think Jim is super high on his centers, and Mac Etienne could certainly pass over some bodies. So I'm going to go a little higher than you on the 25%. I'm going to go about a 30% on Mac Etienne. But okay. it's, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about the, the same level of ball game there with a guy like Mac. What would you say is the chances or are the chances of one of Mac Etienne or Klingon committing? Then I think you'd, you'd get above 50%, yeah, right? I think you're looking at, oh, yes, definitely above 50%. I would go, I'll probably go like 60, 65. Yeah, I'm with you. feel pretty good about it. And that's probably a conservative you... number because I, I don't like to be the guy who puts totally. these high numbers on recruiting. But, uh, yeah, I, I would go 60-65. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I think as long as you get one of those two, I'm very, very happy about the direction of that center position because I already feel good about the direction of some of the other positions within the program based on Benny and Dior and already having Buddy and Joe kind of as incumbents there. So, All right, we'll dive into the likelihood of the 2022 guys, that prize class, in just a second. Before we do that, though, have you had any trouble with your car lately? Maybe need to get a part fix, get it ready for inspection, anything like that. I know I was dealing with that with my Jeep, and the problem is not the best time right now to be going to the auto stores. Well, we've got a solution for you. Go to rockauto.com. That is the best and easiest way to maintain your car right now. Family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years you go to rockauto.com to look for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, I guarantee you will be satisfied. It is extremely easy to use. You go in, get your part. I'm not even someone that knows anything really about cars, and they just made it very, very simple. You can do it in literally three minutes, sign in, sign out, boom, it comes delivered to you in a safe, orderly manner, and you don't have to worry about going to the auto parts store then going back home, then going to the auto parts store again when they get it mailed in. It just comes right to your house. You can skip that step right now. Go to rockauto.com, and when you go there, be sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. This is the best way to maintain and repair your car right now. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. All right, time to talk about those 2022 guys. On the 2022 front, now, the rankings here on, on this list, there's 10 guys ranked. These are a little nations. outrageous. Yeah, I the think. first one, Roddy Gale is the clear-cut front runner in his mind, 
Jan Farrell, 50%. Chance Westry, 45%, along with Zion Cruz, 45%. Two Dior buddies there kind of grouped together, or at least as far as we know, Dior buddies. Zion Cruz will be playing right. with them. Klingon, 35%, is in the five spot. J.J. Starling, 30%. The Baldwinsville guy who just announced that he's going to La Lumiere at, um, the other day in a guard, 30% for mm-hmm. him. Jarris Walker is 25%, a top 10 overall recruit in the class. Ty Rogers, 20%. Justin Taylor, 20%. And then Chris Bunch rounds it out in 10th place, 15% on his list. I I agree. I think Roddy Gale would be my number one. I would probably put it at 50%, though. I, I don't know if I can go much higher than a coin flip. And then I think Chance Westry would be number two for me. Who, in your I think eyes, you're... is most likely? Okay, so I think you're... Sp- Spot on Roddy Gale is number one, and I would probably put it at like 40%. But again, remember, my metric says sure. 40% <laughs> is really freaking good and really likely in that chance. So I'll go 40% on Roddy Gale. I'm going to go Donovan Klingon at number two. And yeah, I, I like the three. 35% pinned on Klingon right here. And I guess that kind of adds up to my 65% that I feel with the chance of either him or Mac coming to Syracuse. So I'm going to go Klingon number two. Then after that, I feel like it's a there's a, a crop of guys that are just all grouped together with a very similar percentage, probably in the, the 20 to 25% range. And that's Jan Farrell, Chance Westry, Zion Cruz. I think they're all kind of together. And, and you know what? I'll throw J.J. Starling in that bunch, but I'm going to give him a little bit of a leg up in that regard just because he's a local kid i'm sure syracuse has been his dream school for a long time so i'll go jj starling at like 30 percent, and then that crop of three guys that i mentioned farrell westry cruz we'll throw him at like 20 to 25 percent in that range i think with a guy like jarris walker and i guess you could say the same about zion cruz too but jarris walker in particular when you're looking at a top 10 guy this is someone who i'm gonna throw at 10 percent same. Just because of the, the fact number. that there's the external factor of the G League. And because of that, I think that when you're you're battling with going to college or potentially collecting a check at age 17 or 18, you're you're dancing with the devil a little bit there. It's going to be tough to, to win that battle, especially with these top 10 guys. Again, I, I don't think every top 10 guy is going to the G League. I think that we'll right. probably see two maybe three it's not going to be the the avalanche of college basketball's demise but i do think that that's something that you have to take into account with a guy like jarris walker for this class of 2022 because he is that high level of recruit and the g league will come calling yeah so my rankings are a little bit different i do have walker i agree he's clear-cut 10th place i think for me because of the g league and how high of a recruit in the competition he's not 10th place for me though Oh, who is? I will, I'll say him? that. I would say 10th place for me is probably Justin Taylor. Okay, so let me just say, on Justin Taylor, I initially would have been right there with you. I saw an article that came out on 24-7 Sports recently. He said that six schools have been going after him hard, and he had quotes on each of them. Syracuse was in there, which is a good sign. Okay. His quotes were pretty good. He said, like, I know they only offered me Was recently. it the longest, though? Was it the longest? I, I don't know. I, I didn't 
I didn't measure him up. It was fairly uh, long, though, from what I remember. I can go back and look. But Amateur he, analysis, all right? Yes. Everything else that you say from here on out is moot because you did not calculate <laughs> which was the longest, Tim. Yes, your favorite thing is My is favorite analysis. That. It's right. really amateur analysis by me, but... Uh, exactly. It, let's be honest. Like, If you're talking about something that you like and... Uh, and you don't want to speak badly about some other things, you're just probably going to be a little brief on the other ones, but the one that you really like, you're going to go in depth on. I, I agree. Hum- it's human nature. I need you like going into the money ball lab and giving me the full numbers on what percentage of yeah. time this is. How many characters? To- like, could he actually tweet this quote out, or does it go over 280? Like, right. th- all that stuff. I got you. So, anyway, in this article, he said his relationship is actually been really good despite a late offer but the thing that really got me and why i have him now at 20 percent on my list uva was not in these six schools that are prioritizing him and i always just assumed like charlottesville this is such a uva guy right in that tier good shooter smart like it just made sense we talked about initially with him and i didn't he didn't talk about uva now it's still early i still think it could come though right right yeah so anyway, I, I bumped him up a little bit after seeing that. I will say I'm also not too high on J.J. Starling. I, I don't know why. It, it might just be a personal thing, but I've heard some rumblings that he kind of grew up a UNC fan and never was like all in on the Syracuse is the hometown thing. Now, okay. this is all rumblings. This is, again, we'll say it again, pure speculation. I don't want anyone to take this like, okay, J.J. Starling's not coming. But I just feel like we probably should have seen more of kind of the Roddy Gale-like quotes out of him already, where Roddy Gale's like, yeah, like Syracuse was right around the corner. I loved watching Johnny Flynn. He's my hometown guy. Like, maybe we should have seen more of the J.J. Starling says, oh, I love going to the Dome when I was young. It's my favorite place. Such a great atmosphere. And I've always dreamed of playing there. Like, that that would be home to me. Something of that nature. We haven't seen a ton of that. And I also just think there's so many other guards in competition. And you've already got Dior, which makes it less likely for a guard of his caliber to come when he could probably go start somewhere else. That's fair. And, I mean, he what, he picked up a Notre Dame offer the other day as well. Yeah. So that's also something that you have to throw into consideration. One guy who... I. I left off that I think should be a little bit higher. Ty Rogers only checking in at a 20% yes. on this on this list. I think he's actually maybe a little bit higher. I know the coaching staff really likes him. He's he's a guy who I think will probably grow a little bit as well. 6'4", 180 right now, but I could definitely see him getting up to that 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, height. So Ty Rogers is another guy to keep your radar on, on high alert for in this class of 2022. I think he'd be a really good addition for this class. Yeah, I think And he again, is... we know that the target is the wing position as well. So right. that's something, and he's he's probably going to be a wing by the time he gets to Syracuse, if he does come. Right. All right, so anything else you'd like to add on any of those classes and the percentages? I, I think I'm also a little bit higher on Zion Cruz than you were, maybe just because Dior is going to be playing with him. And I do think there's something to be said that, you know, Dior is probably going to be a big part in getting some of these other 2022 guys and have some say in who's coming and who he's talking to only help. 
Yeah, I think that's fair. I definitely the the connection. It's just a matter of okay, what happens if Dior reclassifies? Does that change the true the dynamic of twenty twenty two? Yeah. All right. So that's the likelihood of these guys. We'll get into kind of our dream scenario. It was the Twitter game Tuesday this week, 2021 and 2022, guys. I listed kind of the eight biggest targets that are on the board, all names we just mentioned, and you had to pick three of them on our Twitter page, at LO underscore Syracuse. We'll dive into your results and your comments and give our pick three on that topic in just a little bit. Okay, time to recap the Twitter game Tuesday. We put it out every single Tuesday on our Twitter page at LO underscore Syracuse. This week, the pick three with the 2021 and 2022 basketball targets out there. All guys we just named, but the eight guys I gave the option of picking. Again, if they get three of these, that would be borderline insane. It would probably mean they have like one of the best recruiting stretches in program history, but... We're dreaming here, so we're picking three out of these eight. J.J. Starling, Roddy Gale, Zion Cruz, Jairus Walker, Chance Westry, Arthur Kaluma, Donovan Klingon, and Mac Etienne. So kind of the two centers that were after big time Klingon and Etienne. And then a lot of guards and some 2022 guys. Really, Kaluma and Etienne are the only 2021 prospects on that list. So a lot of 2022. Got some funny responses, and... You know, a lot of people are dreaming here. I, I saw a lot we got a of fight. Walker. We got beef in the chat, Tim. We, we did get a fight. You want to talk about that at all? That kind of yeah, got so, out of hand. Yeah, th- things got a little rowdy in the chat. Um, Otto's Grove and Mike McAllister were, were going after at Mr. Mike Winch because he was talking about how Starling if, is kind of a litmus test as to whether or not Syracuse is elite. I think they both there were good points made on both sides. I, yes. I largely think... Listen, you don't you don't win games by winning the storylines, okay? You you win games by getting the best players. And JJ Starling is kind of that blend of both. And I think that not that Syracuse has shot itself in the foot because I, you you don't shoot yourself in the foot when you have a five-star already coming in at that position in Dior Johnson. But it's not like like it's just not in the budget. It's not you can't you don't want to have inventory if if there's the supply it's the supply and demand, okay? You've got the you've got the supply of the of these point guards, the high supply of them, all right? There's not a lot of demand necessarily. Syracuse has stocked up for winter in a sense with Dior Johnson. Literally stocked up for the winter of yeah. 2022. At least that's the hope right now with Dior Johnson. They don't need some extra point guards coming in, especially guys that may not play right away. So yeah. I think they're both right. I think in any other any other year, you're probably talking about this being, all right, if they don't get J.J. Starling, that's a huge loss. But I think this year is probably the exception in that class of 2022. So I didn't run the official numbers, but my guess is the most nominated guy was Walker, which makes sense. Right. I, there was a lot of chance West. You'd be a fool to not put Jairus Walker in, in your top yeah. three. He's the best right. player on this list. Yeah, I agree. And then I think you have to put in a center, too. So there was... There was mostly Klingon. I did not see. I did see a couple Max, but I feel like Klingon slightly edged him out. A good amount of Roddy Gales and Chance Westry, of course. Like I said, Zion was in a couple, but I think Walker was far and away the winner there. Not a ton of Starling, although there was, as you mentioned, kind of that started a, a Twitter storm there. That debate, but 
Let me just shout out a couple guys who had some funny responses. Mike Vidala at SU Vidala, I hope I'm saying that last name right, tweeted, any of these three in addition to Dior, and we win the Natty, LOL. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't want to get that in people's minds, but kind of a funny response because it's true. I mean, that would be outrageous if you pulled in because we're forgetting Benny Williams is already in the bag too, so that's five basically what four Listen, stars are above? i wouldn't put natty up there but you can say the f word if you want you can say you can say a <laughs> final four I, yeah i can see that so i appreciate that response also i'll shout out this guy neil alder um because he's got the exact pick three that i would go with and i like the way he worded this he goes this is so fun yet so tough and i couldn't agree more for me, you have to spread out a bit in terms of both position and class. So I'd go with Cruz, Walker, and Mack. That's a five-star guard and a five-star small forward, both in 2022 and an elite center in 2021. I actually lied. I, I for some reason, thought it said Klingon the first time. I would have Klingon okay. over Mack, but I would have Cruz and Walker. So I would, And for the same logic, as he put. I would side with Neil Adler, too, who is a, a writer at Inside the Loud House, which if, if you want to check out some of their work or some of Neil's work, you can check it out on Inside the Loud House. Um, but I would go Cruz, Walker, Mac because I, I like Mac a little bit more than I like Donovan Kling, and just because of the fact that I would like to have that elite-level center come in and be there for... I'd like to see it in 2021, because I don't think... You're not doing yourself a service if you're wasting a year of Buddy Bayheim in 2020 and 2021 as a guy who, okay, you're just going to wash away a year of his career. No, I think you want to maximize that backcourt as long as possible. And if you can get a guy in 2021 in Mac Etienne, I think you run with that. And like I've said, I think Mac Etienne's got a lot of Joakim Noah in him. And I want to see a dog out there at center. You need that in the ACC. So that's why I'd rather go with Mac just because of the – He'll get into Syracuse a little bit earlier, and I think he's a more aggressive player than than Donovan Klingon as well. Uh, even though Klingon does some some different things on the floor, I'd rather have Mac because again, you don't necessarily need that deep shooting when you've got Buddy Beheim and Joe Girard. Sure, you can never have enough shooting, but at some point, it'd be nice to have some offensive rebounds as well, and then a kick back out. And I think Mac Etienne would be great at that, and I think he he'd be there for at least two years too. And yeah. I'm, I'd take that. So I'm with I'm with Neil Adler here. I'm going with Cruz, Walker, and Mac Etienne. And then you do spread it out. Like the three guys I'm saying, right, Klingon, yes. that's mm-hmm. all 2022. So I think that's worth mentioning as well. Well, if you would like to chime in on our Twitter game Tuesday, you still can do so. Go to our Twitter page, at LO underscore Syracuse, and feel free to reply with your pick three and, and list out your reasoning why and quote tweeted do whatever you want because we're always doing these twitter games just don't on fight. tuesday yes <laughs> don't fight we already have one of those we've we've reached our maximum twitter fight that that one got a little bit out of hand but it was it was our first twitter fight to come from a twitter game tuesday so other than that it's been not too hostile in in the replies and mostly just good fun so we'll have another one on tuesday be on the lookout for that and we'll be back on monday to talk all things syracuse sports and whatever news is happening, obviously, the ACC plan and the schedule there, I think we'll be kind of getting into more of a football mindset a little bit. We always love to talk basketball and basketball recruiting, but football's feeling a little bit more real. So we'll wide see receivers. where it takes we us. we got to break down some wide yes, receivers, too. We, we, we keep teasing that. So we'll dive into 
some of the burning questions on the football season and keep you up to date with all the recruiting news. We're here with you every single weekday. You can get it on your commit to or, or your road to work or doing a workout. However, it's easy. It's just a fun way to keep you up to date on your Syracuse news. So that'll wrap things up for today. For Tyler, I'm Tim, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Oh.